0: Hi, pals. It's Blaine Hill at the Lake Marie Presbyterian Church in the Simply Stated Podcast. Today is Thursday, and uh, I'm glad to bring you a devotional. Today is Thursday, August 20th. Um, Sometimes I've noticed it in older congregations. um, There'll be a plaque in the sanctuary wall, on the sanctuary wall, and it will list the names of the young men who served in a war for the United States and lost their lives. The young men who grew up in that congregation and died. It's a memorial to them to hold their memory sacred in the life of that congregation, that they left that place and their community and gave their life for its defense. Uh, If you haven't seen a plaque like that, surely you've seen a a sign on the highway naming a bridge or a stretch of highway after a particular person. It is, uh, if the person has passed away, that bridge is named in memory of that person. Well, that's not a new idea whatsoever, and it appears today in our Bible reading from the passage, a passage in the prophet Isaiah. This is a, in the larger passage, this, this is something Jesus quotes. I'm trying to find the passage that he quotes. Ah, Jesus quotes the 56th chapter of the prophet Isaiah in the 7th verse. He says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. That sounds like a generous idea noble, but it's even more than that. Originally, God's temple was only for God's people, and the inside really only for men, and in that, only for the priest once a year. And there were rules in God's law about who could come in. If we were to root around in Deuteronomy, we could see that foreigners were not allowed into the temple, and eunuchs were not allowed into the temple. They were excluded from it. But in the prophet Isaiah, we read this. Do not let the foreigner join to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. There's a number of things we can see from here. First I'd like to draw out is that God has a large view of history and is working a long plan for the salvation of his creation. God at first forms a people and it's part of his work to make them unique and distinct the children of Israel. And that's why there are laws and rules that we find puzzling, the exclusion of people from God's temple. That's just a turn, a point in the arc of God's larger saving plan. And we see that turn here in the prophet Isaiah, that God's plan is to bring in people to his presence. That's God's intention, to come in and be with people and um, to remember who they are, the idea that somehow in eternity, the people who are outcast and forgotten by the world are included and remembered by God. I'm indebted to a friend, Matt Brough, who showed me this idea in a recent conversation. I'll link a sermon that he preached about this. And, and he pointed out that there are people in our society who are forgotten even when they die, that their lives can be lost and they would be forgotten, uncared for, but not by God, names of people who would be neglected. Um, that's part of what's happening in our society now As we see people like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor their lives are lost and their names are not forgotten. And it's important that we remember people who die unjustly because those are the outsiders that God is working to bring into his kingdom. So we can see that God has a long, long view of, his, of the history of his creation. We see at one point in the book of Deuteronomy the work to define and create a people for God. And that included some boundaries and borders that we find puzzling. But that was a, wasn't a stopping point. The arc of God's work in human history continued through the prophet Isaiah. We come to the point where God talks about inscribing the forgotten and outcast names on the wall of his temple? I, temple. I think this is an image of an eternal temple that Isaiah is putting in front of us. But that's not the last point either. The story of God's work in the world continues on from Isaiah and culminates in the person of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we have the presence of God, who not only brings people into the temple to make it a a house of prayer for all peoples, but in Jesus of Nazareth, God is present and goes out from his temple to be an outcast at the edge of the city and crucified on a cross to become one of the people who is unmemorialized and ignoble and scorned. But that's not the end of God's story either because Jesus, his body ruined by religion and empire, is laid into the tomb. And then God's story continues, this long curving band of history, God's work within creation, and raises Jesus from the dead. God not only remembers those who are cast out to the edge, but joins them and brings them back into God's presence. That's the hope of the gospel, that God is working through his creation to bring us into his presence. I don't know where the day finds you. I, find, I know for myself I find days that are up and down. I feel pessimistic or optimistic. It goes back and forth like any human being. And that's why we need the anchor of the good news, that God is not blown about and drifting, but has a long purpose. And like the curve of the earth's horizon, so often we can't see it as we're traveling. But Scripture gives us the perspective, the ability to step back until we can see the bend and the bow and the curving of God's work through history to restore the created order to bring about love and justice for the outcast, mercy for those who have strayed. So today, as you wherever the day may find you, up or down sideways, I encourage you to you to remember that you're in God's story. The story that God is turning towards restoration and wholeness. And I hope that is a blessing to you. I'm going to read through the scripture passage again for us. It's worth hearing again. I'll lead us in a little word of prayer. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right. For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. Happy is the mortal who does this, the one who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and refrains from doing any evil. Do not let the foreigner join to the Lord, say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel. I will gather others to them beside those already gathered. God is a gathering God who brings us to himself and brings us and all of creation to his final conclusion. Let's pray together. Father, we ask that you would bless us this day. We remember the students who are beginning or preparing to begin school and their families who are making plans and provisions for that transition, for teachers who are preparing classrooms and curriculum, getting ready to teach in a challenging year. God, we ask that we might be urgent to pursue the sound course of life, to take on the challenges that these days bring, and to be urgent in pursuing mercy and justice and righteousness in our lives and in our nation. Lord God, we ask that you would strengthen our church and your whole church, that we might stand as a faithful witness and a strengthened servant for your purposes. We do pray for the leaders of our nation. God, we pray that they would have wisdom, true wisdom, encourage to do what is wise, to stay the course or change a course as is best. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So good to see you of sorts today, and I hope to see you one way or another sometime soon. God bless.